Hi guys, good morning and welcome to Rayon Challenge the um, Challenge the Future podcast. Uh, this podcast is powered by Binance Academy. Learn all about blockchain and crypto, your one-stop guide to everything crypto. Whether you're a rookie or a veteran, this is the place for you to learn about trading strategy at Binance Academy. Um, remember, cryptocurrency is unregulated in the UK. The value of investments can go down as well as up. Um, you may be subject to capital gains tax. And as you guys know already, we never offer any financial advice on this show. And um, we're very fortunate to be joined by Esther Partland this morning. Esther, Head of Ecosystems at Engine, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I've got my cup of tea here, so I'm ready to get the morning started. Oh God, you know, actually, I haven't had my coffee yet. And I just stumbled through that uh, shout out to Binance Academy, but uh, I'm sure they'll be okay <laughs> with it. But um, it's great to have you here with us. Um, you know, let's jump into it. Obviously, <laughs> Engine, you guys um, doing a lot at the moment. Um, yep. For our, um, for our community, it'd be great just to get some insight into what you guys are doing, your mission, the vision, and where you guys are taking this. Yeah, so I guess it's good to start off like with the history of Engine. So we started off, well, we're an established company since 2009. So we've, we've been in the gaming space for, for quite some time. Our CEO and CTO are huge gamers. And then in uh, in 2017, they kind of, they they were interested in blockchain and interested in gaming so they kind of built up what is today like engine coin engine and um since then we've we've been building out our ecosystem for our game developers our adopters our kind of like core mission and values is to bring nft to the masses which is a is a huge statement it's a huge highlight but um we really we really take that on board within our team we want to make products and um services for game developers to really easily integrate it into their games or projects it could be a game it could be an app a fitness app or whatever and um yeah so since then we've we've really been honing in on our products our usability and our end users and ensuring that at the end of the day they can mint and create an nft within two steps three steps that's all it is for us is to make things really accessible to the average user and kind of like what I like to think about is like, um, yeah, making products for for people um, such as like my grandma. If my grandma wants to mint an NFT, she can use engine products because they're so easy to use. It doesn't require any registration or any downloads of anything. You can just go ahead, click create and two minutes, you've got your first NFT. So that's kind of like what we pride ourselves on. And um, our mission, our goal, our, our vision as well is, um, well, because we've been in the space for so long, we don't see ourselves going anywhere. We're here for the long run. We've we've, um, we've been here for, yeah, so many years. We just want to make blockchain gaming um, feasible for game devs as well. We, we recognize that Ethereum has been, um, well, it's quite expensive to build games on there, on that layer. So we're doing our best to make things easier for not only the end users, like the players, but also for game developers, because they're at the core of our of our products. And and in terms of NFTs, it's something that I'm still struggling to get my head around somewhat. Um, I definitely understand the use cases for them now far better than I did probably a year ago. Um, mm -hmm. Certainly with like events and, you know, virtual events more than anything. Um, and I've seen some really cool applications as well, been lucky enough to. Um, but Engine, in terms of pioneering this space, like why this space specifically? 
Yeah. So VTech, our CTO in, in 2017, we, we obviously, we recognized there was ERC-20 tokens and then there were ERC-721 tokens. So ERC-20 tokens are like the fungible tokens. And then ERC-721s are like your crypto kitties. They're like your NFTs. And so back then we created what is ERC-1155, which is probably the most well-known NFT standard that everyone uses. So if you, if you go on Rarible or OpenSea or any marketplace, if you create an NFT, it's it's likely to be 1155, which is what we've created. So we like to think ourselves as like the pioneers of NFTs. And why we created that is I think, well, VTech, we, we recognized there was like one or the other, and we kind of wanted one NFT standard that fit both of the standards, both ERC-20 and both ERC-721. So in a single transaction, you can create and mint both FTs and NFTs in a single transaction. You don't have to go and do separate transactions anymore. You can effectively batch mint and batch create any kind of uh, digital asset that you want. So um, yeah, that's that's where we've been since then. And that's where we're, we're currently up to now. Um, and yeah, we, we've we've kind of paved the way of the future for NFTs. And we recognize that definitely, I think um, some people are a bit skeptical about NFTs. I recently went to NFT London uh, just two weeks back. It was amazing, but there was such a huge community there and love for NFTs, whether it was art or music or digital collectibles or historical NFTs. There was always someone there bringing something to the table, something unique, something from a different perspective. And from our side at Engine, we're bringing that from like a from a gaming perspective and making nfts available through easy to use products and in terms of your um your products or your product range essentially where is this going and you know i I guess you're building these tools for developers more than anything Mm -hmm. um but you were saying that also that you want something as simple that your grandma can use it yeah so what's the what's what's the product going to look like for you guys in the future yeah, so I think at Engine we're building so many different things. So we're we've got like two communities, we've got two user bases. We have like our dev community, and then we have our like regular community supporting the project that are probably like maybe like artists or just enthusiasts of the project itself. So there's definitely two user bases. So we're definitely catering for two type of uh, communities here. On the developer side, we're, we're creating um, like software development kits, SDKs. So you can plug and play Engine's API into your game. Um, a few of those SDKs can be like Unreal, um, C++, Java, and just those are the, the main ones that we have at the moment. And then we have like our API, our GraphQL API that is actually like the backbones of our products. So you might have like a a Mint interface, which users that are not maybe developer friendly, they can create create and mint their NFTs on the Mint interface. But then behind that, actually what's powering that is the API. And that's what developers can use to integrate into their games as well. So they can call and retrieve data, um, query information um, and create and mint NFTs like they would do on the mint user interface panel but they can do that through the api so it's more familiar for for game developers so though we have two communities but we're also catering for both of them with our products we have our new engine wallet so engine wallet is probably our most um popular like product in our, in the engine ecosystem and we're coming out with a engine v2 wallet so it's a, a more user-friendly we've, we've taken back on board lots of feedback making it uh, more 
um, just the whole experience really easy to use and it's fun. So we've completely re did a refresh on the UI um, and the whole experience and different user paths and everything. So the V2 wallet um, is currently in beta, but it's coming out very soon. And then on the on the user side of things as well, we're also we have our marketplace nft.io, which is a really cool, unique domain that our CEO somehow got. Um, and I think it's just awesome because when people are searching Wait, about NFTs, NFT.io, did you say? Yeah, NFT.io. Oh, yeah, he's done one. When did he get yeah. that? Oh, I think it was like last year. I think it was last year. That's pretty cool. It's uh, yeah. oh, it's really cool. We we got rayon.io and I was looking at rayon.com and mm -hmm. I got rayon.io I think for like $39.99 or something. And <laughs> rayon.com is like £320,000 or something ridiculous. Wow. So, yeah, that nft.io mm -hmm. is obviously that, that, that's a business. That's a unique one. That's yeah, a, exactly. everyone wants it. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Sorry, please. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh no, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. So um and of course, like if people search nft.io, um, you have you'll go to our marketplace. Um it's currently still in development at the time that we're speaking. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be the go-to marketplace for for NFTs and also for our ecosystem because within our ecosystem we have 120 adopters, and within them they're all they all have digital collectible items, whether they're engine NFTs or Efinity NFTs, and they can use the NFT.io marketplace to list and auction those NFTs. So those are just a few of the products um, that I mentioned that are kind of like dev focused and also user focused. So we've we've definitely got a lot going on. <laughs> and do, do you think that um do you think that there is going to be like a sustainable market for NFT artwork? You know, like my friends, some of my friends love it. Like they, they buy it yeah. and I'm like like you know you, you don't know if that's uh you know it, who knows right but you just I, don't know yeah just yeah but i mean and in in terms of in terms of the gaming thing though, i kind of get it right that is like there's an element of like exclusivity it will enable you mm -hmm. to i don't know as gaming expands i imagine playing a, a far more like multi-dimensional world um, as the mm -hmm. metaverse expands um, and I guess that having certain NFTs will give you access to things other people just don't have, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, yeah, and, exactly. And, and in terms of like Beam, um, mm -hmm. what are you guys doing with that? And like, why why are you offering it? Why so Beam, yeah, exactly. So Beam is a QR distribution service. It's one of my favorite products at Engine, hands down. If there was one product I could pick, it would be Beam because it's so versatile and it offers so much to the audience. It's a great marketing tool, even though I'm not a marketer, it's a great marketing tool. Um, and so what it is, is you have a QR code and you can, inside that QR code, you can attach fungible tokens or non-fungible tokens, FTs or NFTs in that QR code. It can be as many as you like, or it can be as one. And um, if someone scans that QR code, you effectively can get an NFT within like a few minutes. So, and how it's just so incredible how it works. And one of our partners, Microsoft, they're using Beam in the Azure Hero program. It's, um, it's a small division in Microsoft in Europe, 
where they're using the engine beam QR system in like hackathons or in programs or in their educational programs or in their mini games where if someone were to do like a program and by the end of it, they learned about everything, how to do on Azure, then they would get a QR code emailed to them. They can scan it and then they get um, an NFT, which would be like a Microsoft badger. They have a collection of badgers. They're really cute. And you can um, basically collect them um, through like these QR codes that we give and you can really personalize them. So you can have them in email newsletters. You can have them in digital events online or physical events you can have the qr code printed um you name it you all you need is a mobile device you don't even need any wallet downloaded you just scan it you get your nft and it's on the blockchain it's in your wallet and you've got it secure right there cool. we also um yeah we did a partner as well with um with a philip uh, philippines um like cereal company cereal box company and in, in their cereal boxes they had engine beam qr codes printed on them individual ones so anyone that bought a cereal box in the philippines they got this qr code they scanned it and they got an nft it was so cool i, I loved the just the different dynamics that you could do with this uh, with this system it even could be like at football events as like tickets concert tickets you could display a massive QR code at a stadium. Everyone can just scan it all at the same time and they get an NFT. It's crazy because what everyone doesn't realize is that a QR code is something we're all familiar with. So it's nothing like it's it's so easy for, for an average user. If someone's not never heard of NFTs, they can just scan it and they don't even know they're receiving an NFT. You can say that you're receiving a digital collectible item. Uh, like a digital item of some sort. So in the back end, it's a lot of blockchain tech, but on the front end, people don't even realize it. So yeah, I love the product. <laughs> oh, is is there quite a steep like um, challenge for you guys in terms of like educating people on really like the use cases of NFTs? Is it or is, are you now at a point where it's kind of like developers they get it, they know what NFTs are, and almost like collectively um, is something that they seem to be excited about. Mm -hmm. No, it's a great question. I think we we still get a few people that are not 100% sure on NFTs or they don't know how to integrate them. They don't know what the best approach is. Um, and I think it's all about just educating them and, and showing them different use cases. So we've had a lot of use cases and we can show them a playbook like, look, this is what Microsoft have done. This is what Square Enix have done. Um, this is what um, the cereal box company that I've done in the Philippines and, and so much more. So we've got examples to showcase to people and, and partners and look, this is what our products do. This is what we recommend that we could work together on. But um, yeah, we still get a few people or game developers that are maybe a little bit hesitant to NFTs. They don't know what the right approach is because you also don't want to um, you don't want to let down your user base or your players and it needs to benefit both the players and the game developers you don't want to break that trust with players and I think a lot of hardcore gamers out there really still don't like NFTs because they think that it only benefits the the high-end company or or the game developers at heart yeah. so yeah I, you, I was going to say something that sounds awful actually I was going to say that one thing um, you know, we're looking to do for like our conference events is use NFTs as a way for people to actually have like uh, a year's access, right? Or access to mm -hmm. all of the events in one go. And, and I, I think there's definitely use cases now that are really go into the real world. Yeah. Actually, I've got to ask, in terms, in terms of background, but we're talking about NFTs as if it's been around for like 50 years. But <laughs> it, it's relatively, well, I'm showing my age here, but, you know, Growing up, I definitely had no concept of, of NFTs. Um, 
what's your background and, and how have you got how have you ended up at engine doing this so i so i did college in the uk um my kind of background is more like in tech so i did computer science and it and, and all of that stuff i just i think i've loved tech ever since i was as as i was small um for, even from growing up and building computers with my dad it was something that i've always done um and then in my kind of second year of college, I learned about Engine. Or I, I knew about Engine way before because um, Engine before Engine Coin was a community, like a gaming community network, a CMS. And that's kind of how, that's why Engine was established in 2009 because they were uh, a gaming community. And I learned through them through games like World of Warcraft, Minecraft, um, all of those sorts of games, Diablo. And um, yeah, I joined when I was really young. I, I used to work at one of the huge popular Minecraft servers when I was 14. So it's, it's crazy. That's kind of how I got into the gaming space. Um, and then, yeah, back in my second year of college, I was kind of like just community moderating for Engine just because I was so passionate about the project. I knew that I loved it so much. If there was any way of me potentially getting on the team, I was going to do as much as I can voluntarily. So I did that for about a good six to eight months, I think. And then, yeah, in the in the summer of 2018, that's when um, I kind of had my first interview. I joined and I've been there since then. And we're now in now getting to 2023. So, yeah, I've not looked back. <laughs> and in terms of gaming, I mean, do, you, do you have a personal preference? I, I've got to be honest, I've actually been caught. I was in a uh, <laughs> meeting with them. Um, with who was it? It was, it was like a CTO, like one of the big communications companies. And. Mm -hmm. It was it was a little bit dull the meeting to be honest. Um, <laughs> I, I accidentally shared my screen, um, or oh, sorry, I shared my screen, not, not realizing that um, he could see both screens. And um, I was playing GTA in the actual meeting. <laughs> he was like, "Are you playing Grand Theft Auto?" I was like, "Yeah." He was like, I "Love Grand Theft Auto," and we ended up having the most amazing discussion about GTA. So um, that's amazing. Yeah, actually, we we got it. It made the interesting far more. Uh, yeah, it was far more interesting meeting for both of us after that. But uh, <laughs> yourself, I mean, do, do you anything play anything at all? FIFA or? Um. So I was. Oh, there's so many games. You put me on the spot because I, I love games. You, I, I beat. Well, you thinking about? I beat my nephews at FIFA. They're like ten and like seven. They were like <laughs> shocked. I was like, yeah, still got it, still got it. So. Oh, that, that's so funny. Um, yeah, I've I'm a kind of an Xbox girl, so I used to play a lot of Xbox. Um, like in my early twenties, um, in my teen years, um, I've kind of like converted into a Switch player now because I just love how versatile the Switch is. So I play. I've been playing a lot of Switch games, um, both like PC games, um. I really do kind of enjoy playing uh, Apex Legends. I just, there's something about the game I just love. It's like, if you're having a hard day at work, you can just go on there and release all the stress. Right. Um, it's, it's really good. Um, and I kind of like that concept as well. I, I bring into this into NFTs. It's like, if you have like, NFTs can be used as in-game items. If you have like a really expensive skin, which I've paid maybe stupid amounts of money for an in-game skin in Apex Legends, if the game were to like ever shut down for whatever reason, we can't say that the game is going to be here in the next 25 years. I've effectively lost my money on in-game items, in 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 skins, in the packs and whatever. So it's not just that game, but if any game that offers in-game items, if that game were to shut down, you never, you, you've lost everything you've bought into it. Do you know what, and I, I, I think that's part of it. And I know it sounds weird, but 
and again going back like 25 years now with like digital tv and like box office right um yeah. people are renting films if you think about it, that's the first time really people mm-hmm. were paying for something in their home on an electronic device that they were never going to be able to like retain um and yeah. obviously we've seen this crazy evolution but I think people will, will, I think for the most part, unless they've got a million pounds worth of skins, for instance, um, yeah. I, I think they'll understand. Um, I mean, but in terms of engines, so you know, it, it is interesting what you guys are doing. Um, company culture, people, are you, are you guys working from home? Are you in the office? It sounds like it'd be quite a fun place to work, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're all, we're all remote based. Um, at the moment, um, yeah, so we're all remote based. Uh, the company's based in Singapore. Um, I'm based in the UK. So we have a lot of people in the UK. We have a lot of people in America, a lot of people in Asia, um, more predominantly in Asia because it's based in Singapore. And ultimately, I just love what we do. I love the company culture. Um, we have um, amazing HR woman, um, which she is just, she's just amazing, always keeps us um and uh, always keeps us um like feeling happy and alive and always taking in our feedback so I think what I like most about it is that it offers flexibility I don't feel so so constrained and I can I can work it with around my hours I think we're, we're kind of seeing more and more the the term like digital nomads and um, I think a lot of people are getting like those digital nomad visas, like in Portugal or Spain or, or countries like that. And I think more and more, like obviously since the pandemic, uh, a lot more people are working online. But I've I've worked at Engine before the pandemic, even remotely. And I just all I can say is like, I really love the flexibility that it offers. And sure, like it would be great to have like an office where we can all meet up. But what kind of like... Um, what kind of like helps in a way is that we go to like different conferences. So we went to a conference in Berlin with a few of our colleagues at Engine. So if we don't meet up in an office, we meet up at a conference and not only we get to meet up and chat, we also get to learn at these conferences. So it's like best of both worlds, really. Um, But yeah, the team's growing. We're big. We're also still hiring. So if you go to the Engine website, um, I think it's engine.io slash opportunities. You can see the careers that we're we're looking for, developers, content writers, um, product managers. Um, they're all listed on there. So we're we're growing, we're big. Um, yeah, and maybe maybe a bit cringy to say we're like a family, but it's we're all working together at the at the same vision, which is yeah, building products, bringing NFTs to everyone. No, it's it's nice to have that, and I, I think one of the reasons when I started Rayon. I realized how few people were actually happy in their yeah. companies, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, you know what? If all these people are unhappy, they're probably not doing that much work. And I thought, I bet mm-hmm. I can put a really small team together of really, like, talented developers, and I bet we can give them a run for their money. And, and you know, I, I think that having motivated uh, a motivated, happy team um it is i said i said to the guys here you know it is like family um i think yeah. i think where we'll struggle is first of all we're really careful about who we let in so mm-hmm. you know, because we want to re- retain that feeling but i think as you mm-hmm. grow that culture can can change um do you guys do you guys ever get to meet up at all to make sure that i, I know you're saying you go to conferences and stuff but 
are there any like fun day outs or like weekend getaways with the company anything of that nature or not quite yet not quite yet potentially next year I think so just to give a bit of a backstory this whole year at engine we've just been building um we've and I think it's it's great in a sense because we're also in a bear market and I've spoke to so many partners and game developers and they're also saying the same. They're like, we're just building. We're, we're not even doing much promotional stuff or, or showcasing products. We're just building whilst we have the perfect time and the opportunity to do so. So this year it's been very much like that from the beginning of January to now end of December very soon. We're just um, getting our products out. And then, yeah, hopefully next year we can have kind of like more meetups. I think, um, as I said, with NFT London, I think London's becoming a bit more of like a hub for NFTs and crypto and blockchain. Same as like Dubai, I think. And yeah, so some some countries like that and, and places like that, um, they're, um, they're becoming more NFT friendly, so to say. So maybe maybe a place like that would be good to meet up. <laughs> And, and in terms of the, the benefits for NFTs, like how do you want to see NFTs like benefit society? I want it to benefit society in a way that I know there's like the stereotype of NFTs right now. So I'm going into it in a way of how do we make it um, in, ev- in every day's in, in a person's everyday life without realizing that they're actually using NFTs. So if it's in a game, um, if someone's earning a sword in a dungeon or they finish a quest whatever they get a digital item they don't even know that it's an nft so the way that i see it going into the future is is people in everyday lives it could be um it could be in the form of emails or phone tickets or i don't know in anything in any shape or form it will be like it will be digital which we're kind of already seeing now but it'll be a form of an nft um and it's just having that tech work in the background without people realizing that it's blockchain tech i think there's still a bit to go um, I think I saw and I read online that in specifically the gaming industry itself is going to reach um, 3.6 billion US dollars by the year 2026. So with that alone, I just think that we still have a little bit to go, but even though there's still not that much time left, and I think NFTs will predominantly be in everyday lives, we just won't know it, we won't even see it. So um, it's about making things easy, making things um user friendly less frictionless as possible with the most minimal steps as well nice and engine will be at the forefront of that yes <laughs> i mean in terms of the future for engine partnerships you've actually already mentioned a few um mm-hmm. like, what's next for you guys you know you and you mentioned you're hiring you're hiring in the uk are you hiring in singapore what what are the plans yeah well all the positions are remote, so you could be you could be in, in Canada, you can be in France, you can be in, in Belgium, whatever. You, you can still apply, so that's all good. Um, Partnership-wise, yeah, I mentioned Microsoft, so we've been a partner with them since 2019, long, long partner with them. Um, we've also recently partnered with Square Enix, the AAA studio, um, with physical um, collectible items um, that come with um, proof of ownership of nfts as well with those physical items um and then yeah we're just making more and more partnerships as we go along with the products that we have um i think at the end of this year we're, we're really mostly focusing on getting our like the wallet out and our marketplace and whatnot so those are our core core focus but next year who knows we um yeah 
time can time will tell don't want to spoil anything but yeah really excited for the future and hopefully we get out of a bear market as well we'll see (laughs) hopefully i think we've got a while to go if i'm honest but um yeah it's been great to have you with us today thank you so much for your time and uh yeah looking forward to doing this again amazing likewise it was so lovely meeting you and yeah thank you for having me on